I uh, I thought of a lot of different ways to open up this podcast. All of them extremely offensive. Uh, My name is Justin Perkins, and uh, this is Talk Junkie. Is anything off limits when it comes to comedy? Is there any subject you just can't joke about? I say no. To me, there's absolutely nothing. There's nothing, even things that have happened to me personally that you can tell me a joke about that will just absolutely just offend me. There's things that will make me go, I cannot believe you'd even make a joke like that. And I'll probably say that upon laughing. Um, when someone's passed away and you make a joke, uh, be a celebrity or a family member, um, no matter what the tragedy or I just I don't believe first of all I don't I don't believe in censoring anyone I believe that free speech is the most important thing we have as Americans and and I believe the whole world should have free speech and I believe we should truly have free speech um you know now if you live in Canada I don't know if you can listen to this podcast because you absolutely have no free speech and everything's offensive and everything hurts people's feelings and uh You'll get sued for that, and you will lose. But we still live in America, a country that, for whatever reason, everyone still uh, has to constantly knock and and put down. But uh, I assure you that uh, one of the things in America that we have is free speech. It's under attack. Um, it's under attack, really, by everybody, because it seems like nobody wants you to say something they don't agree with. But I don't know uh, how serious the threat is yet. I'll get back to you on that. Looks like to me it may just be a a shot across the bow that's no longer going to be tolerated. Because it did get bad for a while. Uh, especially if you were in um, involved. Like If you made a comment and you were famous that offended someone, you would be mobbed. And they would go and look through every social media post you ever made, anything you ever said on video, audio of any nature, and they would run it in the ground until they had you eliminated, until you were no longer, um, whatever it was, you initially started, till, till you were humbled and and showed to be a monster. Even if it was just opinion, even if it was something innocent, no matter what it was, no matter who you were. And, and even if you were a private citizen, somebody not famous, if you did it online, they would push for you to 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 lose your job, to to lose your family. They'd want your kids to disown you, your wife to leave you. The lady who made the tweet about getting AIDS in Africa and fell asleep on a plane, she lost her job. It was a joke. She apologized. A lot of people apologized. A lot of people refused to apologize. Those are the people I truly admire. Those are the people that are fighting back. Those are the people who are going to send this back the other way. Dave Chappelle's going to send this back the other way. He's going to turn this around. Ricky Gervais. Um, Ricky Gervais is helping to turn this around. What Ricky Gervais was allowed to get away with, whatever that was, what did he do, the Oscars, Grammys, whatever, I don't I don't. I don't watch those things. I watched 
every clip of him. I watched absolutely everything he had to say and was completely and totally amused by it. I thought it was hilarious. Um, and with with Sticks and Stones, the 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 special from Dave Chappelle. I mean, the the thing about that one actually, that one's kind of curious to me is I didn't see him say anything offensive. That wasn't comedy. Like even I didn't see him say anything really, which which I'm not a member of LGBT community in any way. Um, I don't have any issue with them. I don't not support them. I don't uh, badmouth them, hate them, or think they're any less than. Completely fine with them. Support whatever it is that they believe in and want to do. Um, I have no negative feelings towards them whatsoever. But I'm also a white guy from an area that was ravaged by pills and meth. And he made some of those jokes, and I thought they were hilarious. Lost family members. I've had issues with that stuff. I've had friends who've died. thought it was hilarious. Because it was a joke. It wasn't a personal attack. It wasn't... It's a joke. It's... It's people trying to make other people feel better. I can't explain to you why I think comedy deserves the ability to be unchecked. I don't, I don't, I just, I believe anybody ought to be able to say anything. Look, I've said this a thousand times, and I'm going to say it a thousand more probably. I don't want you to censor yourself. Say whatever you need to say, because if you're a monster, I want to know who the monsters are. I just want to know. I want to be able to keep an eye on you. I don't want to open up to you and waste my time trying to, you know, to be something we can't be on a relationship level of friends or whatever, if you just hate me for who and what I am, or for what I believe. Humans have a, a long lineage of trying to control what other people can say. Kings and queens would put people to death who who spoke out against anything the king and queen did. That way it didn't allow for others to um, unify under that belief. It, it caused fear and silenced the issue immediately, and that's the best way to handle such things. You know, it's it's what we have done a lot of times as, you know, um, religions have often been very oppressive with ideas. Look, science had to struggle so hard to prove the earth wasn't flat, to prove the sun, the earth wasn't the center of the universe. It was considered heretic speech and... and you you know, you could die for such beliefs. Uh, it's probably a miracle Charles Darwin wasn't executed. You know, um, free speech is is one thing, and and it's a very important thing. And I think comedy is really the front lines of free speech in the United States of America. A gentleman I wasn't very familiar with until probably about six seven years ago was a gentleman named Lenny Bruce. I found Lenny Bruce from George Carlin and Richard Pryor. Um, to me, George Carlin 
More than a comedian is someone who sits down and just... His stand-up is almost like a reflection of society at that particular moment in time. And, and he says and does things that were not very accepted and not very um, common. But he did so because uh, you could back then. And by back then, I mean 80s into the 90s. He, he said these things with little real fear of repercussion. Um, you know... You look at Eddie Murphy's stand-up, almost any stand-up from that era, Andrew Dice Clay. The, the limits of what you could say seem to be non-existent. Now, Carlin being the older of those people, you know, he didn't come from that necessarily. Um, it's the seven words you can't say on TV. All those things became... Life, they became bits because they were life experience for him. They were things that he had seen throughout his life, and and he would often talk about how how he was affected by um, di- different interactions he'd had and different things he'd been he had said and. And, and the reaction to his beliefs on things. And and that, I think, seemed to prompt him to, to be very open and vocal and to say things that honestly scared a lot of other people to say. And Richard Pryor was very much like that. You know, I, I've seen, um, I want to say it was Carson that Richard Pryor done stand up on clean. I've seen a couple little clips here and there of of Pryor doing clean comedy um you know so he understood and that's that's always been prevalent you know um if you're going to do tv comedy it's going to be clean it's going to be it's going to be censored and that's been accepted but now with uh youtube and and things of that podcast and things like that a lot of comedians don't have to do that stuff anymore so you know Comedians are much more extreme than they used to be, even though there's this fear that your ability to say what you want to say is being taken away. You go back to Lenny Bruce. Lenny Bruce was actually arrested for doing stand-up comedy and for saying things that were not in any way provocative by today's standards. It's hard to, to listen to Lenny Bruce stuff because the separation between my time and his time, you know, a lot of stand-up comedy is about something being relative, you know, and and to being a part of that environment that made that comedy, especially with cerebral stand-up and things of, of that nature, you know. Bill Hicks is one of those guys that that said things that I think made other people nervous. You know, I I look at the comedy I like, and stand up wise, you know, the comedy I like is is nothing outlandish. You know, I like Pryor, I like Murphy, Eddie Murphy, I I, I like. Uh, um, <laughs> 
I guess I like more outspoken comedians. I love Dave Chappelle. Um, I like Kevin Hart, and, and I think Kevin Hart's a good comedian. But to me, Kevin Hart's not going to say that, and he doesn't have to. They're two completely different people. There's nothing wrong with this. He's not going to say the things that make me think the way Dave Chappelle does. And that's okay. I thought the Chappelle show was the best sketch comedy show uh, ever. And, and and I'm big on sketch comedy. Actually, planning a podcast just about sketch comedy. I love sketch comedy. But there's all different types of comedy. And mean, dark, cruel comedy sometimes can be my favorite. And... and like, don't get me wrong, I don't think that any of those people I said are really cruel or mean. Like, Dave Chappelle don't say mean things. Dave Chappelle says things that makes you think, and he also says things that other people don't like, and they feel like it's taboo, you know. If if And, and it doesn't seem to be coming from certain... Like, I don't know that the LGBT community said anything to Dave Chappelle about a special, but... White male millennial individuals and and white female straight individuals said and wrote articles bashing him for his stance. If I say, whew, I don't even know, because again, I don't know if this can get me kicked off of of platforms, because technically I know it is illegal on some platforms, uh, especially social media, to do what they call dead name. If I call Caitlyn Jenner, Bruce Jenner, well, I'm dead naming, and therefore I would be kicked off. Now, that's that's if I got on certain social media platforms and just made an open statement and referred to Caitlyn Jenner as Bruce instead. I don't know, you know, what the what the technicalities on that is. But I do know that's dead naming, and I, I could be kicked off of some. What if I make a joke about it? You know? What if, what if I make a joke about it? If I make a joke about Caitlyn Jenner and Bruce Jenner, what if I said that with one race... One foot race. Bruce Jenner changed the perception of white American athletes. And in one day of driving, Caitlyn Jenner just perpetuated the preconceived notions about female drivers. What if I said that? Say it with a sense of humor. You know, may not be the funniest joke in the world, but I say it to be funny. Is that wrong? Should I not be able to do that? What if you ask me, what if you say, hey, I need you to uh, to help me with something. I need you to come help me this week. Um, how long do you think you could you could manage to, to help me? And I say, well, I could hang in there longer than Epstein on Suicide Watch. Is, is that okay? Is that okay because Epstein's perceived to be a bad person? But if I made a Kobe Bryant joke, even though I love Kobe Bryant, 
Would I be a monster for the Kobe Bryant joke, but not for the Epstein joke? Where do we put, where do we put the line at? Where's the line before you cross it? Now, I've been told that the line is good taste. But, one, what defines good taste? Two, is good taste funny? Because I'm not sure that it is. And three, what if you don't care about good taste? What if I want to make horrible jokes about things? Because I have friends that make horrible, horrible jokes about things. Sometimes I make horrible jokes about things. Sometimes my wife looks at me and I know she wonders why she married me. But I can say that about things I love, people I love, things I admire. You know, it it doesn't it doesn't mean that I feel negatively about them in any way, shape, or form. And when I hear a comedian do it, I laugh and I don't go, Yeah, you know, I'm laughing because I'm I, I in some way want to hurt this person the joke's pointed at. I don't. I just, I just don't. Now, I'm torn on this because I do feel like we're getting to a point that we can't joke about some things. And currently those things are skewed to the left. Now, if you went back in time, it would be the exact opposite. There was a point in time you could not tell jokes about things that were skewed to the right. Ask Lenny Bruce. That's a very real thing. We're not paying close attention to the past, so we're repeating the past. We're just veering a different direction. But, Having said that, I mean, I hear comics say some horrible, horrible things. I've heard Parkland jokes. I've heard Sandy Hook jokes. I've heard tons and tons of jokes. And I don't know. Those got by. So there's obviously the ability to say awful things right now in in, in the name of comedy. And... and do not misunderstand. I am for that wholeheartedly, 100%. But it's almost like playing the lottery. It's it's a gamble. You never know if your joke is going to be the joke that all of a sudden that day someone finds and goes, you know what? Um, all of these... Bill Cosby rape jokes, they're fine. But you know what? Today, this Bill Cosby rape joke, this one, hmm, no. We want to take your life. We we want you fired. We we want nobody to pick up your comedy special. If you work for a regular, if you're just a regular guy, we want you fired from your company. Uh, again, we want your wife to leave you, your kids to disown you. Uh, we'd like for a mob to form outside your house and hang you. Like that's that's not as dramatic as it sounds. That's the way it really feels. That's the way it seems like we're doing. And then occasionally there'll be somebody like Ricky Gervais who just went off. I mean, went off and said true things, but funny things, beautiful things that needed to be said. And many, many people scoffed and went, 
That was uncalled for and unacceptable, and we would like to see him punished. But nobody, nobody really jumped to attack like they normally do. Because it was a situation where, for whatever reason, the masses just went, no, 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 he's, he's right. I mean, you know, he's right. You know, Louis C.K. got in trouble, whatever trouble he got in. I, I'm i not a big Louis. Like, I don't know. His stand-up just doesn't appeal to me because it's not my type of stand-up. And this is not an attack on Louis because i seen someone compare what Louis did to what Weinstein did. Now, I could be wrong. This is the only facts I can find online. This is it. If there's more information out there and you feel that I'm wrong, find the information and send it to me. This is all I can see. I see that Weinstein used the threat of not working or the lure of getting a job. He basically threatened, bribed, or bullied women into sex or sexual acts or tried to. He didn't ask him, hey, I think you're attractive and I'd like to have sex with you. No, he used things. He had paperwork written up to protect him from accusations of such things. There's proof that he did these things. He is guilty of these things. All I seen that Louis C.K. did was say, I'd like to masturbate in front of you. Is that okay? And if they said no, he didn't do so. And if they said yes, he did. Now, I don't know the tone of the situation. Maybe he was somehow implying with his position that if you did not allow him to do so, your position would no longer exist in a work capacity. I don't know. That's not what's being said as far as what information's out there publicly that I can find. Now, he asked someone over the phone once. Um, they didn't hang up. They stayed on the phone. It's important to not victim blame. I don't know the full circumstance, but if this is true, if these statements you are, if, that have been given is all that is to be given, and these are the facts, these are two very different things. So these are very two different monsters. Okay. To make a joke about either one of them is perfectly acceptable. I don't see how you make them out to be the same type of person. But I feel that most people have determined that Louis C.K. is that same type of person. Whether he is or not, that's what they've determined. I don't know. Do I agree with that? No, I most certainly don't agree with that. Unless there's a factual issue that I'm missing. But no, I don't agree that they're the same type of person based on the facts that I've seen. Now, Louis made a joke. And it was a Parkland joke. It leaked and got out. People attacked him to no end over that joke. And upon doing so, they also attacked some of the jokes in statements he made about his situation, the situation he'd been in. 
I heard the joke because before I was able to to turn it off, it was there. And and, and let me explain why I was going to turn it off. I admire stand-up comedians and their ability to do what they do. And their ability to do what they do happens because they have to go work this out. When I played in a band with my friends, we practiced behind closed doors until we were ready and we went out. Stand-up comedy doesn't seem to work that way. It seems like you have to work it out in front of people until it gets good. So that joke was in its infancy. I've always heard the story about the Chris Rock joke. Um, I can't say that word, but, you know, that joke got booed and hated everywhere. By the time he got to that special and released that, it killed, and it's killed ever since then. It was a work in progress. This joke that that Louis C.K. was telling was a work in progress. It should have never been filmed. It should have never been released. But that's one of the downsides of the modern era and, and, and the, the cell phone, if you're a stand-up comedian. But it did get released. Let me tell you this in hearing the joke. And I believe it was about Parkland. I know it was a shooter joke. I can't remember. But I'm going to tell you this. If it was Parkland or Columbine, regardless of what it was about, it's not the meanest joke I've ever heard. It's definitely not the funniest one I've ever heard. And it's just one joke. I know people... I've heard sets that have two, three jokes with 15 tags on each joke about situations like that. You're attacking him because of a situation, another situation that he did. And if you want to attack him for that, that's one thing. If you want to say, this guy is a sexual predator, I have the proof, here it is, okay, then do that. But don't attack that joke. Because he has the right to make that joke. You have the right to not understand. But also, again, it's not the first person or the best joke involving that. Now the question is, is is Parkland off of the table to joke about? Are school shootings off the table to joke about? I don't have a kid that was involved in a school shooting. I don't have a kid that was killed during a school shooting. I don't. No matter what I do, no matter how much I think about it and cry, I could not sit and understand that pain. It wouldn't be possible. I've never been a woman who was raped. I could never sit and understand that process. That pain, it's not possible for me to say, look, I get it, I understand, that's a complete lie. I never could. You know, I'm not Catholic, I wasn't an altar boy, never been touched by a priest. I, I can't sit and say that I have, I can't, so I don't, I don't know if I'm right in my feelings, because I'm not, you know, if you, if you make a joke about myself, if you make a joke about my family, a good joke, not a ill intent, a good joke, you're making a joke, you're trying to make me laugh, make someone laugh, no, um, mental conditions that may exist in my family, no, physical things, my thumb, no, or lack of a thumb, no, I just, I'm not, natured that way if you put me in a situation where I had to say something mean to a rape victim I had to say something mean to a school 
shooting survivor. I had to say something mean to any of these people just to say it because you had a gun to my head. I don't know if I can do it because I'm not a mean person. I'm a loving person. I'm a compassionate person. I'm I'm a caring person. But there are things that have happened to me. Very personal things. Very private things that have happened to me that don't happen to everybody. That I hear jokes about all the time that I'm perfectly fine with. For two reasons. One, it's a joke. It's designed to be funny. And it is funny. It's funny because it's a good joke. Because somebody that can tell a joke, write a joke, construct a joke, and do it well, can tell a good joke about anything. And two, it takes the power away from those bad situations. Makes it a laughing matter. Now, I've heard, and I can understand the opposite, that, yeah, it makes it a laughing matter. It makes it not serious. It makes those people who committed those things feel like they can get away with it. Let me tell you something. Harvey Weinstein, 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 I don't know how you pronounce that. I know people are particular about it. He wasn't laughing after Ricky Gervais was done. He didn't find it funny. When Eddie Murphy accepted, I think it was the Mark Twain Award, and did the Bill Cosby stuff, Bill Cosby wasn't laughing. He wasn't. It's, you know. These guys don't feel like it was made light of, and so therefore they're innocent, and they don't feel good about this. They feel like they have been verbally assaulted. And so they should. I've heard Columbine jokes about the Columbine shooters that were not flattering. In any way, shape, or form. And I've seen people lose it over those Columbine jokes. But nobody was glorifying these shooters. These shooters got more attention than they deserved... And, and more attention than I think they ever imagined they could when this happened. And that's a separate issue. That we, But when a comedian latches hold of somebody like that, no, it's not a positive experience for that person. To sit and say, I don't believe something's above being made fun of, that's arrogant. And that's, you know, some people would say, my, my white privilege. Because, see, that's something you can joke about. That's something you can joke about. Either way, if if you're an African-American comedian or if you're a white comedian, and, and I see white comedians do it often. And it's not, off, it's not off the table. And it's obvious that that's a huge difference between that and, you know, pedophiles from the Catholic Church. But I also... I've heard a lot of people say that you shouldn't make fun of that. I've had people obviously say it because they're devoutly tied to the church and believe you should never make fun of the church. Religion isn't off the table either. I mean, if you're not going, if we're not going to take the, you know gun violence and rape off the table, we're not taking religion off the table. So you can get that one out of your head. But I've also heard people say, well, you know, it's not funny for the survivors. It's not funny to make. Let me tell you. The priests aren't laughing. And without comedy, because that's been one of those things that comedians have just drove home. I don't know if there's a large Catholic group in regards to comedians. I don't know what it is. But the the Catholic priest stuff is something that, that comedians have just, I mean, 
hammered on for years. And really without that, without comedians doing that, would it have gotten the attention it's gotten? Would it have been as big of an issue as it's been? I don't know. It could have easily gotten swept under the rug. I believe that comedy and and people make it. And it's not just talking about professional comedians. Horrible memes and people who post horrible jokes online. And people who say, if you go into an office setting and you say a horrible joke, you could easily get fired. Now, look, this is not a black and white area. Obviously, you shouldn't say horrible things at work. Obviously, you should have the right to free speech. Common sense has to play a role in there somewhere. But if I'm at home and I'm on my personal time and I post a um, a Bill Cosby pudding meme, you know, um, somebody put something in my pudding, you know, that could easily get a... My friends would find that hilarious. And that's not even... A, and I don't even find that an offensive... Like, that's so mild that I, I, you know, I don't, but I easily could be fired for that. Easily. I easily could be fired for that. I, I could listen to a Bill Burr set and repeat a Bill Burr joke and, and retweet it or something and easily be fired for, for something very mundane and very, um, I, I'm a Caucasian American male. I can't repeat most of the things that Cat Williams says. But I will listen to Cat Williams stand up every single minute of every single day. And for some reason, I... Well, I mean, you know, not on a racial level, but like, there's things... He To me, he's not an offensive comedian. He's a really good comedian, a great comedian. I love his comedy, but to me, he's not an offensive comedian. There really aren't a whole lot of offensive comedians, and there really aren't a whole lot of, or at least that I'm big fans of. But there's comedians I'm fans of that that things they say are supposedly offensive and awful that I just don't understand. I don't understand the Chappelle issue. And this is what makes me feel like most of America agrees with me with what Rotten Tomatoes tried to do. They allowed three or four woke critics to review this thing. And I think I may have got a 0%. Then the people complained, and they opened that up to the review. And it got like 98%, I believe, or in the 90s. Like, people loved it. It was an amazing stand-up special. It was wonderful. And that very easily could have went the other way. It very easily could have snowballed once them... Once they allowed these pretentious three or four people to review this, it very easily could have went the other way. And and had a completely different outcome and a completely different effect on the future of, of comedy and free speech. And, you know. and if you listen to Dave Chappelle, uh, especially outside of the comedy setting, he, he, he says very intelligent things and... and Look, he says things I agree with, things I don't agree with, but that's that's life. But he also says jokes. He tells jokes, and he tells jokes that sometimes are about horrible things, but they can still be funny. I don't know who decides. Do we get all the rape victims together 
and 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 have them make a determination on rape jokes? Do we get all the AIDS victims together and let them make a determination on AIDS? Do we do we get all the Holocaust survivors together and let the amount of Jewish comedians who tell Holocaust jokes? Oy. Uh, do we get Ari Shavir and take Ari Shavir and set him down in Israel and put him on trial and go, hold on a minute, can a, someone say some of the Jewish remarks? And not even that he said offensive things, but, you know, a lot has come out about his new hour and his special and stuff, and, and Ari Shavir, Jew, like, he's he's saying provocative things. It, it, even though he's Jewish, is he allowed to do that? Do we get every survivor and every parent from every school shooting and set them down and say, hey, is this off the table? Or do we do this? We allow these things to be said. We allow these jokes to be made. We allow these ideals to be formed and put out there. And then without motive being motivated, without being pushed, without being incentivized, without making it a social stand or a political stand, we allow people to look at it, ingest it, and go, either I think that's funny or I think that's not funny. And if the majority of people think it's not funny, it will go away. But it's persisted, and it's lasted this long for a reason. A majority of people think these horrible, horrible things we say, or that that comedians say, it's funny. And even if they're afraid to laugh in your presence, even if they're afraid to retweet it, and even if they're afraid to acknowledge to anyone outside of their closest and most trusted confidants that they think something's funny, if it wasn't funny, it wouldn't persist, it wouldn't make money, and it still wouldn't be here. Jim Gaffigan is a genius. Jim Gaffigan is a great comedian. Jim Gaffigan will probably, most likely, 99.9% chance he will never say anything, even remotely provocative, offensive, mean, or cruel. he's, He's excellent at his craft, and he's clean. Brian Regan, clean, excellent at his craft. Will probably never have the situation that, that, uh, that Dave Chappelle had. Bill Cosby, clean, unprovocative, would have never made the statements that Cat Williams or or uh, Dave Chappelle or Eddie Murphy would have ever said. No way. No possible way. He was doping women, knocking them out and raping them in a spare time, but he was a clean comedian. There's few guys at Bill Cosby level of success at Jim Gaffigan, and I'm in no way putting them in the same boat. Jim Gaffigan and Brian Regan, two clean comics that are unbelievably good clean comics, have nothing to do with a monster like Bill Cosby. There's very few guys like though, like them, that that are completely clean and at that level of success and don't say those things. And there's a reason why. We secretly like bad words. We secretly like horrible, dirty, mean, awful things. And it's an exercise in, in, I guess, release. Let somebody else say those horrible, awful things. Laugh about it and go on and let it be over. I don't think most people care what you joke about as long as you do it well.
And I've heard jokes about everything. I've heard jokes about abortion. I've heard jokes about uh, gay marriage. I've heard jokes about heterosexual marriage. I've heard jokes about murder. I've heard jokes about school. I've heard jokes about everything. Tell it well. Tell it intelligently. And I think you'll be okay. But if you ask me, and my opinion only matters to me, because in a way, maybe my opinion's only valid to me because I've not experienced all those things. But if you ask me, absolutely, positively, nothing is off the table. Nothing. If there's something you think can't be joked about, email it to me at authorjperk uh, at gmail.com or go on YouTube and watch the video on YouTube and put it in the comments or message me on Author J. Perkins' Facebook page on Messenger or Twitter or whatever. If you think there's something we honestly can't joke about. I've heard progeria jokes. I've heard child death jokes. I've heard everything. And it doesn't mean I always like them. It doesn't mean I'm always... doesn't mean I don't look at it and go, God, how could you even say that? And just turn away from that and never watch it again. It doesn't mean that just means is it off the table should it be against the law should we try to take everything from someone because they tell it I don't think so I don't um, if that were the case I, I have a really close friend who we'd probably have to lock up and if that were the case that everybody felt that way there wouldn't be 5 million horrible joke and meme sites out there Keep subscribing to the show, keep listening, keep interacting. I really enjoy everybody taking the time to to participate in this. I like it. I love doing it. It's been fun. Uh, I'm working on the setup to have guests on and all that good stuff. So um, just have a great time and uh, share this thing any way you can. Uh, the Red Spotted Nude is now open in Hazard, Kentucky. You can get my books there. They're the only place, if you live locally, that you can get my books. So... Um be awesome if you did that. Um, it's in Hazard, Kentucky on Main Street. If you don't live in Eastern Kentucky, you can get all my books on Amazon. Uh, and there's new books coming. Just give it time. I'm slow, but I'm getting there. Um, there's a new video up on the YouTube page that is not just a podcast. It's an actual video or will be up at some point. It's extremely long. I'm having a hard time getting them things in. So uh, let's play this outro and get out of here. Thank you, guys.